You are listening to the Grace Covenant Church Audio Podcast. You've heard the saying, he's carrying a lot of baggage from his past, or avoid her. Baggage. But think about it. I mean, baggage, it's, we get it from other people, the things that they do to us or say to us. And if we carry those memories around, in essence, we carry baggage. We begin collecting baggage when we're just little kids. There you are. Hey, 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 hey I need to talk to you. Yeah, what? Well, um, we were talking about building the, the treehouse. Yeah, yeah. I love treehouses. Yeah, it's just a thing. Um, see, you can't help us build the treehouse. Why? Well, you don't really want me to tell you. Yeah, I do. Okay, well, we were talking, uh-huh. um, um, the gang, we were talking, and, yeah. um, well, you're too fat. What? You'll weigh down the treehouse. I'm not fat. Yes. No, no, yes. I'm not. No, no. Uh, Mommy just says I'm big boned. Dinosaurs are big boned. You're fat. No, no, no. Mommy says I'm just different. <laughs> Your mommy says you're just different? Yeah, I'm just different. <laughs> go back to where you came from. I gotta go. Bye. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's one of the biggest lies we teach children. Words hurt. They cut deep. And if we carry around the words of other people, essentially what we do is... Collecting baggage. See, we can't we can't find our self-worth based on what other people think of us. We have to find our self-worth based on Christ and our relationship with Him. But it doesn't seem to be that easy. And as life goes on and we get older, we just tend to collect more baggage. You know the truth about baggage is we don't need other people to load it on us. We do a pretty good job of dumping baggage on ourselves. When we compare ourselves to others, we think things like, oh, if I could be as popular as they are, if I could be as gifted and talented as they are, but I'm not, I'm a loser, I'm no good. And when we think that, we pick up more baggage. Or we find ourselves thinking, they have it made. And why is life so easy for them and so hard for me? I'm never going to make it. And when we buy into that lie, more baggage. And sometimes, sometimes we pick up baggage from people who love us dearly. And they just don't realize that their words cut like a knife. Son. Hey, Dad. What happened out there? Uh, um, the ball slipped. The, the lights got in my eyes. It was... The lights got in your eyes? Yeah. You know that's what costs us the game, don't you? Yeah. The ball slipped. How many times have I gotten up in the morning before 5 a.m. before I go to work to work on the stuff with you? Huh? There were scouts out there. You realize that? Dad, the ball slipped. The ball slipped. It did. I mean, what what do you want? Hey, coach. Huh? No. (laughs) Butterfingers, yeah. (laughs) We're going to work with them. Uh Uh-huh. All right. See you later. Are you crying? No. Well, don't. Pull it together. People are watching. I want you to grab your stuff. I'm going to go to the car and I'll meet you there, all right? Dad, I'm just disappointed in you, all right? These were our dreams, right? 
skabšta. Our parents, they don't mean to hurt us. It's just they've got their own baggage, and when you don't deal with baggage, you pass it on. And for us, we have to learn to find our self-worth only in our relationship with Christ. And if we don't, we pick up more baggage. Well, I've got baggage. You've got baggage. We all have baggage. Not true. I mean, it's the reality of life. It's the reality of what happens as we go through life, as we process the issues of life, as, as stuff happens. And when stuff happens, our tendency is, is we pick up baggage. And if we're not careful, we end up carrying that baggage with us throughout, throughout our lives. And we live our lives weighted down and worn out, and we wonder, why am I weighted down? Why am I worn out? Well, along the way through the process of life, you, you picked up baggage. You know, sometimes I, I think the baggage is, is pretty easy for us to identify. Um, you know, there was a specific incident where, where someone uh, wounded us. There was words that was spoken, and, and we can clearly identify that we picked up baggage or potentially a crisis. I just heard a story two days ago of a of a young woman who miscarried and she was struggling through 21 trying to process the grief of the crisis of the miscarriage. And in the midst of it, though it was not her fault, through the midst of the trauma of the event, she picked up some baggage. Or maybe there was a specific incident that you could identify something happened to you through someone else and today you're still angry. You're really angry about it. You don't even want to talk about it. What, what happened? Well, at, at that point, when that injury happened, you, you, you picked up some baggage. I think it's those times that are, that, that are pretty easy for us to identify. Hey, I, I got some excess baggage as a result of that situation. But then I think there's other times where we pick up baggage and we don't even realize we picked up baggage. We've like accumulated stuff. It's kind of like, maybe you've experienced this, it's kind of like what I find on my car. I just wash my car, I go out one day later, and there's this film of yellow yuck on my car. It's like, when did that get there? How did it get there? I'm not even sure how it got there, but the reality is it's there today. I mean, it's very present. My car is blanketed. I have a blue car. It's blanketed in yellow. It's pretty evident. Well, I got some stuff. Where did the stuff come from? Well, it just kind of showed up. I think sometimes when you think about excess baggage, it's even kind of like that in our lives. Hard to identify where, where it came from. And the reality is, is that God's plan for you and I, though, is not to live weighted down with baggage, but His plan for us is this, travel light and live free. Turn to your neighbor and say, travel light and live free. In other words, that we would be baggage free. That we would not be weighted down, worn out with the reality of baggage in our lives. So how do we, how do we remove the baggage? Here's the answer. The answer is the cross. I'm going to talk about that throughout this series, but consistently, continually, for you and I, what do we have to do? We have to take our baggage, whatever it might be, whatever it might look like. It probably doesn't look like this, but we have to take our baggage and we have to take it to the cross, because the cross is the solution for you and I. The cross, the cross is not just a place of salvation. It's not just the moment of salvation. Certainly we're saved through the cross. 
But we understand the word salvation. The Greek word salvation is sozo, which means this, wholeness. So the cross is not just like your salvation experience. The cross for us today is a place of wholeness. What does that mean? It means this. It's a place where we can live free. What? We take our baggage where? We take it to the cross. And we leave it at the cross. Now maybe you have the same challenge I have. I consistently, continually take my baggage to the cross, but I also have this tendency as I leave the cross and I take my baggage with me. Doesn't work. Well, you continue to carry the baggage. But the invitation is what? To take our baggage to the cross and there find freedom in and through the provision of Jesus Christ. So that's what we're going to talk about throughout this series. We're talk about several different types of baggage. Each week we're going to talk about a different type of baggage. Um, and we're going to talk about the provision of the cross. But this morning, as we launch into this series, I want to kind of lay the foundation. I want to give you the bigger picture of, of this issue of, of baggage, how we acquire baggage, and then talk a little bit this morning about generally how do we, how do we rid ourselves, how do we offload the baggage. Because again, oftentimes we end up with baggage. Several weeks ago I was, I was flying. I had a trip out to L.A. for some denominational meetings. and So I went out. I was a part of the meetings. I was there for two and a half days. On both of those days, I, uh, I got up early in the morning as I always do and did my exercise routine. So as I'm coming back, the meeting's over, I'm coming back to the promised land. Uh, from the land of fruit and nuts to the promised land. I, I arrive at LAX and I'm in the line to uh, go through security, you know, the whole process. And um, they scan my carry-on. I have a carry-on in a backpack. They scan my carry-on and it alerted the TSA officials. And if you've been through the experience, when, you, when your luggage, when your baggage alerts them, they want to check your baggage. Now, what I knew that they didn't know is that I had exercised two days and all of my sweaty workout clothes was in my baggage and it was like ripe, if you know what I mean. And so the gentleman asked me, he says, sir, can I, can I look through your baggage? And I made the mistake of saying, I don't think you want to do that. Because I knew what was in there, and I didn't want him to go through the experience of what I knew was in there, because I knew, again, it was ripe. But when I said, I don't think you want to do that, he went from being really nice to really serious. And so he proceeded to take my, my baggage and, and uh, went through all of it, every pocket, every nook, every cranny of my luggage. I, I wanted to say something like, hey, you don't want to get into that luggage. It's toxic. And then I thought, well, I probably don't want to use that word toxic because that might get me in further trouble. But I mean, he literally pulled everything out of my carry on. Uh, it's all out there. The nasty, dirty, toxic laundry that I'm bringing back home. Not only that, he went through my backpack, pulled every book, every pocket, everything out of my backpack. He even took my books, including my Bible. I, had, I always travel with my Bible. He even took every one of my books and did this to make sure there was nothing. I wanted to say, hey, there's some good news in there that you might be able to use. But I could tell he was not up for my humor on that day. 
The good news for me is that he went through all of my stuff and I had no excess baggage. Whatever he was looking for, he didn't find. And I was able to get on the plane and make it back to uh, North Carolina. But, but you know, the reality is, as we go through life, we do have this tendency. And here's the tendency. And we all have it. It's common to all of us this morning. If you're here this morning and you're breathing, this is a reality for you. Is we have this tendency to pick up excess baggage as we go through life. And what it does is it prevents us from living the life that God has intended for us to live. The fullness of the life that He has for us. The excess baggage has the ability to steal our peace. Excess baggage has the ability to rob us of joy. Excess baggage can can make us bitter and angry. And as a result of it making us bitter and angry, excess baggage nearly always detrimentally affects our relationships. The marriage, uh, close relationships, what the, the excess baggage you have usually doesn't just affect you, but also affects others. The bottom line for us is that excess baggage is not good for us. But the good news for us, though, is this, is that it's possible for you and I to live, um, to live free and to travel light. To live baggage free and all. And again, the solution is what? The solution is the cross. Jesus Christ came so that we might be free and live free. Be free and live free. Matter of fact, he said it like this in Luke 4 18, when Jesus was giving a proclamation, kind of like his, he says, This is my assignment. He, he took the scroll of Isaiah and he, and he read the very passage of Scripture, the prophetic word that spoke of the coming of the Messiah and what he would do. So Jesus is reading his marching orders. Notice what he says, verse 18. Jesus proclaimed, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. Notice the phrase I have underlined here, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So Jesus came to fulfill this. And specifically as to what we're talking about this morning, the scripture says that Jesus came to release the oppressed without violating the scripture. I think we could say that Jesus came to help us offload baggage. To release the oppressed means what? It really means to offload baggage. That we would be able to offload the baggage in our lives that's limiting and restricting our, our lives. That we might come to live out and experience the freedom that is available for us in Christ. Now Paul in his writings really uh, nails the, the, the uh, benefit of the cross for us. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. It's on the screen. So why don't we read this together? Would you read this with me? Christ has set us free to live a free life. So take your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. So notice Christ has set us free. That's the salvation experience. That's salvation one. He brought freedom for your life. Notice that we might live a free life. So he saved us that we might live free, not weighted down with baggage. Now, this particular passage of Scripture, the context here in the book of Galatians, Paul is writing to the believers at Galatia, encouraging them not to be weighted down with the, with the excess baggage of religion. There was a group of folks known as the Judaizers who were trying to bring alongside grace a whole list of regulations. It's like you're saved by grace and... Here's a list of 12 things you have to do. And Paul was saying, hey, don't take on that baggage. Don't be weighted down by uh, these religious fanatics, these religious rules that's adding to grace. Grace is grace, and through grace you're saved, and not by keeping any of these laws. And basically, Paul was saying, hey, don't take the baggage. 
Now, I think there's a broader application to this passage of Scripture beyond religion to speak to any area of our lives. Christ has saved us to be free. Now we are to live free. Not burdened down, not weighted down with baggage, stuff in our lives. The Bible makes it very clear, two things the Scripture makes very clear for us. The first is this, Jesus has freed us of our, of our past failure. Isn't that good news this morning? Whatever your past was, when you came to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Scripture says this, your slate was wiped clean. All of your blunders, all of your mistakes, all of the mess of your past was totally, completely forgiven at that moment. That's something to shout about right there. Well, you had a new beginning, a new start. How? Through the cross, through the provision of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, Paul, Paul in his writing to the believers at Colossae, Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, makes this statement. It says, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. Notice, He forgave us all our sins. It, didn't, it doesn't say some of your sins, but all. Now, how many of you know all means like all? Yeah, if you check it out in the Greek, if you want to do a deeper word study, you'll find that it means like all. All means all. It means everything. Like it was all taken care of. So Jesus has freed us from the failure of our past. Okay, he's rid us of the bit of the baggage of the past. But he's also provided the means that we can live free in the present. So it's not just past provision. It's also a present reality of the freedom that you and I have, the freedom that we're called to live in. If you read on in in Colossians 2, verse 15, the Scripture says, And having disarmed the powers and authorities, He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So the present provision for us in our lives to help us travel light and live free again is the cross. Through the cross... Jesus defeated the adversary. He overcame death, hell, and the grave and has provided for us freedom and the provision of the cross. However, we have to take advantage of what's rightfully ours. Would you agree with that? Just because it's provided doesn't mean that we uh, fully embrace or take advantage of all that's ours. Hey, there's freedom in the cross. There's, uh, there's opportunity to offload the baggage of life at the cross, but oftentimes you and I choose to carry the baggage rather than offload the baggage. It doesn't mean that Jesus has not done His work. Listen, the finished work of the cross, it's completed. You and I have to learn how do we take our baggage to the cross. If not, you go through life picking up another baggage, another bag, and another bag. Before long, you're you're weighted down with like 42 bags and you're wondering, man, why is life so hard? Where's my joy? Where's my peace? Why am I struggling so? Where's the victory that I hear the pastor talk about? I'm not experiencing it in my life. Well, my goodness, look at all the baggage you're carrying. You can't see it, but everybody else can see it. Experiencing the reality of, of your baggage happening in their lives. So again, the solutions, why the solutions to cross. So this morning, now that we've identified the solution, let me back up and talk with you about how do we acquire baggage? How do you pick up baggage? Now there's multiple ways, but I want to give you this morning what I believe are the, are the four most common ways that you and I um, acquire baggage, how we pick up stuff as, as we go through life. I, I think the first way is this, we believe a lie. 
We believe a lie. We believe something that's not true. And as a result of believing that untruth, what happens? We pick up some baggage. When we believe a lie then uh, about our self-image, about who we are, then we go through life with this distorted view of who we are. And again, it affects everything that we do. It affects how we engage in relations. It affects how we, how we relate to God, how we relate to one another. But all because what we have a distorted view of who we are. Because if you back it up, the root of the problem is, is, is we, believed, we believed a lie. Possibly the lie could be something like, you know, you always mess things up. You're just a mistake waiting to happen. Maybe someone spoke that lie over you. And you believed it. And when you believed it, you picked up some baggage. Or maybe it was something like this. You're so dumb, you'll never amount to anything. And that's a lie. That's not the truth of who God says you are. It's not the truth of how God sees you. But someone spoke a lie over you and you believed the lie. And when you believe the lie, what well, you picked up some baggage. And we acquire baggage when we, when we believe a lie. Now to offload the baggage, then the obvious is, is we have to embrace the truth. We have to trade the lie for the truth, the truth of who God says we are. Here, here's a second way I think that we can, we can uh, acquire excess baggage is that we have a real need that goes unmet. A real need in our lives that's not being met. And because the need's not being met, again, there's this tendency for us and our humanity when we, we pick up some baggage. I, I recently read a, a parenting book. Matter of fact, I would recommend this book to every dad in the room. Uh, it's a really thin book. It's a quick read. But it's a book by John Eldridge, and it's titled, You Have What It Takes. And in this book, um, he basically outlines the parenting process for fathers as to the, the critical role a father plays in shaping the lives of, of children. And basically, he says in this book, here's the summary of the book. So there's a question that every young boy's asking. There's a question that every young girl's asking. The question that every young boy's asking is this, do I have what it takes? The question that every young girl's asking is this, am I lovely? Do I have what it takes? Am I lovely? He's, and in the book, the summary is basically this. If you want to succeed as a father, then a thousand times over, convince your son, tell your son that he has what it takes, that he is the man. Tell your daughter that she's lovely and, and beautiful and wonderful. And basically the summary of the book is this, meet the need in your child. And if you meet the need in your child, then they grew up to be healthy. And I know that's, that's a simplified statement, but it's really true. Oftentimes what happens in our lives when we have real needs that go unmet, then we end up searching and looking and we pick up baggage and we carry that baggage through our lives and we have identity crisis because we, we, we had a need that was not met. And recently I was, I was talking with a man, grown man, say mid-50s, who was telling me of um, the challenge in his own life because his dad, who's still alive, his dad has never told him, I love you. He's never heard, heard those words from his dad. He's even talked with his dad about, Dad, why can't you say, I love you? So here's a grown man in his 50s struggling with identity, having somewhat of a crisis, carrying some baggage. Why? The real need in his life that's not, that has not been met. That even in his 50s, he's still longing to have that need met. Again, because of the unmet need... What happens? There's, there's baggage. Hey, here's a third way I think that we can acquire excess baggage is, is someone we trust injures us. 
they hurt us. Possibly it's a broken promise, possibly a misspoken word that that cut to the heart, possibly an intentional action meant to harm. I mean, the list of ways that we can be injured by others goes on and on. But here's the reality. When someone injures you and you don't address the injury, you pick up baggage. Something else you pick up that you're carrying along. And again, you're wondering, why am I so weighted down? Why am I so burdened? Where's the joy of Jesus? I mean, I hear everybody talking about the joy of Jesus, and it's like not present in my life. Again, it's those 52 pieces of baggage that you're toting around. Hey, here's another way. The fourth way I believe that we can acquire excess baggage as we go through life, it's by choosing to disobey God's Word. Choosing to live opposite of God's Word. What happens? We, we create trouble in our lives. We... we Acquire baggage. You've heard me say this before, but I believe that this is our operation, operational manual. God the Creator has given us the created, His created, a manual on how to live life to the fullest. How to maximize life, if you can think of it like that. It, it's here in the book. God who wired us, who knows all about us, has given us some, some guidelines, not... To limit us, not to restrict us, but to open us to the fullness of His plans for our lives. And when you choose to live opposite of God's Word, what are you doing? You're picking up baggage. Let me give you a couple for examples. Colossians 3.13 says this, Forgive others as Christ has forgiven you. Forgive others as Christ has forgiven you. Now how has Christ forgiven you? Well, continually unconditionally, completely. That's how Christ forgave you. The Scripture says you should forgive others in the same way. When you choose not to forgive others in the way, when you choose to disobey God's Word, what do you do? You pick up baggage. Here's another, for example, 1 Corinthians 6, 18. says, says, flee all sexual immorality. All other sins are... Uh, uh, or sexual sins are sins against your own body. So flee sexual immorality. And when we choose not to follow God's Word, and we think, well, it's not a big deal, and we engage in pornography, or we become involved in uh, uh, inappropriate sexual relationships, when we choose to cohabitate, when we choose to go the way of the world rather than the way of God, what happens? We pick up baggage. We create trouble in our lives. Now, it's not, it's not an issue of whether God loves you or not. This, this has nothing to do with God's love. But it does have to do for your life. Are you living free and traveling light? And are you experiencing the fullness of what God has for you? Because again, our tendency is when we disobey God's word, and I could give you a multitude of other illustrations if I had time this morning. When you choose to disobey God's word, you're picking up baggage. And again, then what happens is we find ourselves weighted down as we go through life. Now, the four ways I've identified are, again, what I would say are are most common. It's certainly not an exhaustive list. 
Um, there's probably a multitude of other ways you can get baggage. But I've discovered just in working with individuals, looking at my own life, four most common ways that we acquire baggage. So then how do we, as I wrap this up this morning, how do we, how do we begin to deal with it? Generally speaking, we're going to get more specific in the coming weeks. But generally speaking, how do, how do we need to respond to the baggage to offload it? To offload the baggage from our lives. I think four things. The first is this. You need to confess that you don't see it all. Let's start there. Now at times, we can have baggage in our lives and not even realize it. Not even see it. Again, other people see it. Matter of fact, you want to have an interesting conversation. If you're married, want to have an interesting conversation that will make you really uncomfortable. Ask your mate, sweetie, do you think I have any baggage in my life? I guarantee you it'll be an opportunity for conversation. Because we, we don't see it all. We have, we have blind spots. Just like this week I was driving down the interstate. I was going to change from the left lane into the right lane. I looked in my mirrors. Everything looked clear. Gave the signal and I went to slide over. And all of a sudden I hear the blast of a horn. Jumped out of my skin. I, I looked to my right and sure enough. There was a car right there beside me. Now, I looked in my mirrors and I didn't see anything. It looked safe to transition to the other lane. Obviously, it was not safe. I had something in my blind spot. It was there and I didn't see it. And it almost caused me to have an accident. I think the same is true in our lives. Oftentimes, we have baggage in our lives and we just we don't see it. That's why we need people around us who, who are who are good enough friends, who are committed enough to us, who they will speak truth into our lives. They'll tell us what we don't see. Maybe you've had this experience. This happened to me about three weeks ago. I, I came to work and I brought breakfast with me on my shirt. You ever had that experience? I had egg on my shirt. I was into about my third meeting of the day and, and I had a pastor said, to me, uh, Farrell, I don't know if you know this, but you got egg on your shirt. <laughs> wow, I do. And the embarrassing thing is, is I'd already been through a couple meetings that morning and no one told me I had egg on my shirt. And this is what I know. You need some people around you who love you enough to look you in the eye and say, hey, you got baggage. To tell you the truth. Because you don't see it all. Here's, here's the second thing. Confront the reality of excess baggage. In other words, don't live in denial. Man, it's so easy for us to live in denial. Oh, it's not my problem. Yeah, it's, it's someone else's problem. You know, I, I just yelled at four different people driving down the interstate. I got home and broke three plates, but I don't have a problem with anger. Obviously, it's everybody else's problem. And we're pretty good at denying the reality of our baggage because we don't want to deal with it. It's a lot easier just to say it's someone else's fault. And we, we need to confront the reality of, of excess baggage. That leads us to the third point of offloading baggage is this. Commit to dealing with the issues. What I've discovered is most of the time baggage removal doesn't happen on its own by itself. 
In other words, you have to move to action. It's, it's not like you drive up to a really nice hotel and some people come out and they unload your baggage for you. It doesn't work that way in, in real life. But you have to be willing to move. You have to commit to dealing with the issue. They don't self-resolve. So you got to take action. you got to take it to the cross. Here, here's the fourth thing. The fourth thing to offload baggage and to live free is to choose to live above a fence. Choose to live above a fence. This is a big one. You know, because we process life with um, human beings like ourselves, with flawed, messed up folks, I mean, that's kind of, if we're honest this morning, that's where we're all at. We, you know, you've heard me talk about this before. We all have issues. And when I bring my issues and I'm in relationship with you and your issues, it creates more issues. And the reality is in our relationships, men, we have an opportunity to get offended, to get hurt. I mean, there's broken promises. There's, there's times maybe we get overlooked or we get underappreciated or Man, it goes on and on. And there's plenty of opportunities to get offended. And if you're not careful, every time someone does something that tips your bucket a bit, you can take offense to that. And every time you take offense in a situation, in the marriage, in the neighborhood, in the work relationship, in the family, in the church. Every time you take offense, let me tell you what you're doing. You're reaching down and you're picking up one more piece of baggage. And you're carrying that forward with you. Because well, you, you chose, you chose to take offense. Now, I'm not talking about whether the issue was right or wrong. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about your response to it. Because see, you can never control what others do to you. What you can always control is how you respond to that. And it's that that you'll be held responsible for before God. So choose, listen, just make a quality decision and choose to live above offense. In other words, say, I, I, I'm not, not going to be offended. Recently, I, I received an email from someone in the congregation apologizing about a particular situation. Said, oh, pastor, I'm, I'm so sorry this happened. I would never want to offend you. I responded to the email and said, hey, thanks for being, thanks for being responsive um, and certainly not an issue. And I said, by the way, I'm, I'm not offended. Matter of fact, you can't offend me. And I make that statement because a long time ago I made this decision. I'm going to live above offense. I choose to process life that way. Rather than getting weighted down with baggage, rather than losing my joy every time someone offends me, getting all uptight and upset, I, I just I made a decision. You can't offend me. Can you wrong me? Sure you can. Will it offend me? I, I, I choose for that not to happen. Why? Because I don't want to pick up baggage. This is what I know. Excess baggage in your life will cost you. It's kind of like if you've done any traveling lately, uh, you go to the airport. If if you have your carry-on luggage, you're okay. But anything beyond your carry-on, let's say you got an extra big suitcase, you know what? They're going to charge you for that. There's a fee that you're going to have to pay 
have two, you have two big pieces of luggage, they're going to they're gonna double it. It's going to cost you even more. But there's a fee to pay for the excess baggage. Listen, it's the same in your life. There is a cost. There's a fee. There's a price. You know, in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus offered this invitation. It's a great invitation. He says, come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened. Might I add, burdened by excess baggage. Come, to, come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened. And this is what Jesus said. I'll give you rest. And we can offload our baggage at the cross. Would you pray with me, Lord? I, I thank you this morning for the truth of your word, the counsel of your word, the life that we find in your word. And God, I thank you today for the cross. I thank you that you so loved the world. You so loved us that you sent your son to die on a cross that we might be free and live free. And I thank you because of the cross today, we don't have to go through life weighted down with excess baggage. Oh, and my prayer this morning is that for everyone here is that we would be responsive. Lord, what I know is we have the provision in the cross but I also understand that we must be willing to confront the reality of the baggage. Commit to dealing with the baggage. Or we end up carrying the baggage. So Holy Spirit, my prayer today for every individual here is that we would be responsive and consistently, continually bring our baggage to the cross. For it's in there, it's in the, it's in the cross that we have freedom. Holy Spirit, help us to embrace the principles, the truth of your word, and live this out in our lives. But I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.